Jesus made us the way we are. Every single one of us. In America, the fields are white to harvest right now. I mean, they, they literally, really, really are. And I want to start with just saying, first of all, um, my whole life changed um, many, many years ago. Listening to, I was, uh, at a point I was 40 years old, I could not talk. Um, I, I, I stuttered, you know, obviously, since I could cognitively speak. And, um, and I just, I was one of those really, really difficult people to understand all the time. And um, I didn't think I had a purpose in this life. I never thought I would be married. I never thought I'd have a beautiful wife. I never thought I'd have kids. Who would marry me? So you're, you're talking from a person from opposite ends of the perspective from West to me as far as that goes. And when I was 40, I just said, Jesus, I don't care. Um, I'll never have a place in the church. I'll never have anything going on. But I'm just going to tell the world about you with my stuttering lips. And at that point, I was going semi-driving at night and uh, through UPS, a wonderful company. So nobody in this room can offer me an excuse of why you cannot tell the world about Jesus. I work for the tightest ship in the shipping business with the time on everything. And I honor my, my master, my boss at UPS, working hard. And then God provides opportunities to share grace every single day, every day. I arm myself with, I, had a, I gave them all away. I armed myself with bags of them, but I promised books and Bibles. I carry them on, underneath my arm all the time. And I tell the world about Jesus and what was really shocking to me was um, Mark and Patsy, my brother and his wife, little, uh, 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 listened to this guy named Joe Foch years ago <laughs> and sent me this. And I had never heard expositional, I mean, line by line. I'd heard topical teaching. And I know Joe says this a lot. It was, it's, are you teaching the Bible or are you teaching from the Bible? And it is such a huge difference. And then when I, when I learned about some things and there was the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you guys have congregations. You need to talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and refills and many re- or, or refills are daily. They're moment by moment. Pray without ceasing for this is the will of God, right? Whether you're in sin in that moment, whether that thought comes inside of your heart, you're like, Lord, you just saw that thought. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and teach your people that. That is what changes the world. So I began telling people about Jesus and it was just stunning. People would, people were getting saved through the most moronic thing, which would be me. Couldn't hardly talk. I mean, they have to wait patiently for me to get the words out. So repeat after me wouldn't take 30 seconds, maybe three minutes as they're waiting. You know what I'm saying? But what God showed me wasn't, it wasn't necessarily, it was the Holy Spirit behind my voice. That's what causes you to shine. That's what causes Moses to glow. That's why this is a new and better covenant because it came upon Moses. It's inside of us. And will we understand that? It's refills, it's refills, it's refills, it's daily. Are we waking up and challenging our congregations to ask them to bring people across their, their path, praying the will that they would all be saved? Are we doing that? Or are we just teaching? You know, Calvinism, Arminianism, pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, all that stuff is wonderful, but what are you doing with it? The Holy Spirit ignites the logs of truth and causes everything to change. 
So we began telling folks about it, and we began passing the, uh, these out like crazy. And then Don Labram, way back in the day, said, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm giving them out to truckers, and they're getting saved. And because this was the format then. And I say that because this is over now. When God changes something, there's a new door opening up somewhere until the rapture comes. It's 100% guaranteed. He wants to use your life. Will you follow by the Holy Spirit? You hear his voice and you don't just ponder it. I run to it with all my heart, with all my heart. And what do I got? Nothing. I don't have ability. I don't have intelligence. I don't have, I don't have nothing. But I got the Holy Spirit. And I don't care. I mean, I really don't care. And Jesus was our perfect example. And I want to, I'm just going to read just a couple of passages out of the Lord's Prayer. The true Lord's Prayer. And I think it will really hit home. Jesus, you know, he was 100% dependent on the voice of his Father. He was the ultimate example. When he turned water into wine or when, when he multiplied the food or when he walked on water, he didn't go in and put on his Jesus super suit. And, and go in the phone booth and put on Savior suit and then, and then do it. He heard his father's voice and he responded to it. And that is what he, he was the ultimate example for us. And that's if, if we don't understand that, if we don't teach that, then we're going to leg it out in our flesh and be, and be driven instead of led. And that is, that is what it is. So it says, these words spake Jesus, and this is the, the Lord's Prayer, and lifted up his eyes to uh, heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. See, inward, outward. Inward, outward. I pray that all the time. Glorify me, Lord. I even prayed it right before I got up here, Father. Glorify me so I can glorify you. Because if I come up here without that, I ain't got nothing. Nothing. I mean zero. You can go on and on with this. Verse 5 says, Now, O Father, glorify thou me with thy own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. You see, 100% limited himself. So we began passing out Bibles, doing imprints. Imprinting is the most Im- incredible way of evangelizing. With, so I sow God's word with my mouth and with my hands with God's word. And, and it's so sacrificial. We give away nice Bibles, too. And then in the hundred and 69,000 was a lot of them are paperbacks for outreach for massive uh, uh, um, distribution, but many of them are just plain nice Bibles. You know that we do. And, and so what, what's nice is to come upon somebody that doesn't know it's coming with, with their name, a name on it and witness to them. So I actually, and not offending Wes, and it's not like that at all, but I didn't, I was praying about how to reach Christians to witness to this American culture. And again, it's about the Holy Spirit expanding because so many people have gifts inside of your body, but they're just doing that gift of maybe helps, but they're not sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. They'll cut their, their neighbor's grass, but they won't tell them when they say, thank you for cutting the, 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 the grass. All they say is you're welcome instead of saying, and, and they're robbing God of his glory saying, no, Jesus put that in my heart. That's the opening conversation. You help people load groceries in their car. They say thank you. You say you're, you're welcome. You are, you are robbing God of his glory because there's nothing good inside of us, man. 
And you just say, Jesus told me to do it. And so many times because I ask every single day to fill me with his spirit and to bring people across my path, those, those words just like that, all of a sudden, that, 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 that woman is bawling. Bawling. Because everybody's tipping right now. Can you imagine a world that doesn't know Jesus with inflation and all those kind of things, right? So I, we began doing this, passing out Bibles. And each time I obeyed the Holy Spirit, a new door of life opened up. And I learned that really quick. See, I'm just an hourly. I'm not a leader. But I, what I realized was leadership was obeying Jesus Christ as fast as you could by the Holy Spirit. You lead or you follow like that. You become a leader. And I'm not one. I mean, we just did something at Chester Springs yesterday. You want to show that on that first slide? We did 16,000 Bibles. When I say we did, what we do is we put stickers inside and, and that'll share the gospel in Jesus Christ. And what's funny about that, that was a Holy Spirit idea. What's funny about that is you put these stickers in there and it's kind of crooked. They're kind of wonky. Everything's kind of screwed up, right? So somebody knows that somebody put it in there, though. If you were to print it in there, they wouldn't even read it. So we put it right in the right in the cover. I'm not adding to the word of God. It's just it's just a, it's just a sticker. It says how to get saved and, and, and key passages and stuff. You would not believe how many people get saved off a sticker. It's the foolishness of God. So for for me, and that's what, what we did. I click it one more over here. So Pastor Chris and all those guys and they brought, bought an imprinter like they have here. I highly recommend that. You challenge your congregation. We imprinted, or I should say we, Wes, <laughs> imprinted over almost 300 Bibles yesterday. I taught there all three services. I lined the whole altar up with, with nice Bibles and challenged each congregation, each, each service, to grab them and witness and put in names. So that he, he imprinted from 9 until 4 o'clock. And then, and then those f- folks go out and witness and give the gospel of Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because it's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it's the power of the Holy Spirit. That is what changes everything. And, and, and again, not everybody, get, everybody gets saved, right? But is it, I was all the soils. I don't know about you, Joe, or anybody. I was all this, I was a hard heart for a while. You know, hard soil. I was, a, I was a, the shallow, I was a crowded heart, and then I became the, the soft over a duration of time. But you give the words of life and let the Holy Spirit sink in and do that, and, and He will. So it became a faith thing. All of a sudden, we're doing more and more and more and more, and I'm so weak. And 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10 is my go-to. It says, and He said unto me, My grace is sufficient for me, for, for thee. My grace, the super grace is the divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. That's what it is. It's the reflection. Inward, like glorify thou me, and I'm going to glorify you. It's the same thing. You ask for it. It's, it's super abundant. However much you want, it's there. And we obey. And it says, for my strength, this is Jesus' strength, my strength is made perfect in weakness. And when you, when you read that, make perfect, it means to add that which is wanting. I'm wanting, I'm lacking. But I have this pre-fit, empty engine shell. So when God puts his engine inside of me, his heart, his life, his passion, it fits perfectly when I'm in complete obedience to it. So that instead of all these 10-step pro- programs for sexual addictions, for 
alcohol addiction is always, it's a one-step deal, man. Walk in the spirit. You don't fulfill the lust of flesh because walking with the Holy Spirit is so fine. I don't want to touch any of that crap. Right? I mean, it's, it, it, it's what it is. So we, we kept doing this and it kept growing. And we were given away and my brother Mark started supporting. My wife got cancer or was, was diagnosed and that's what this, we started doing comfort CDs and Don said, how many do you need? You know? And I was like, because we, we, we put, back up, we put Marianne on the prayer board and uh, Don sent us one of these and, and I was in the midst of chemo and radiation and, and working nights and three kids and all, all, all that stuff. And so he sent it to me and Marianne just washed over it every day, listened to it and played this beautiful thing. And, and he, Don calls me, he goes, well, you've been doing all these things here. Do you want any of these? And I'm thinking, here I'm in the cancer ward every single day. And all of a sudden he says, do you think you could need any of these? And I'm thinking, well, guys at work, maybe I'm thinking that's how dumb I am. And I'm in cancer places, right? And it's like, duh. Anyways, um, so I get favor with um, places that we're at, and we start passing them out. We did it for 10 years until COVID. Over 10,000 of them went out. And God was so specific how we prepared them, how many we put in there, and there's no telling all the fruit. There's just no telling all the fruit, how many souls got saved, because that is a field to white to harvest group right, right there. So we kept going. We kept doing Bibles and imprints, and all of a sudden, the money became too much. And I just thought I was at Sam's Club looking at the table, and I was like, Lord Jesus, if I could just buy this. I thought it. I didn't say it. I didn't bug anybody or anything. I just thought it, because there was no possible way God could use me in a great way. And I was thought in my mind, man, I wish I could buy this whole table. The next day, a man named Floyd Jones, a Bible mentor of mine, sent me a check for 500 bucks. I'm like, what's this for? All the people getting saved. I'm like, no. And he goes, you take that money, son. I have cancer. You take that. It's my part. So it began. All of a sudden, it starts exploding. And God made it super, super clear. Super clear. Never asked for a penny. Never mention it one time. Never say a word. You obey me. And as a matter of fact, I was watching, this is how the, all the Bible started as far as that. About six years ago, into this thing, I was at my church and watching my pastor. And the Lord gave me a vision where I was awake, but I saw, and I saw everybody's iPhones. They were all kind of lit up in there, right? And then, and then the iPads and all that stuff. And then he just quickened in my heart and said, when the Antichrist comes, all of these are off in a second. And we're already seeing that before the Antichrist comes, right? And so he said, I'm going to bring people across your path that needs Bibles and you just do it. I'm not looking for work. I'm following a savior. I'm not building a business. I'm following a king. I'm not building a brand. I could give a rip. Honestly, I could give a rip. I don't care. So getting back to this, I'm sorry, it's in the back, it's for, for, for free, it's uh, videos on it, everything, that's a miracle story unto itself, but I, I don't want to take too, too much time. So we began going and, and doing Bibles and, and then we're involved in so many different things that the Lord opens a door. I'm not looking for work. 
he's leading me to do the work. And then he's empowering me, just like Chester Springs yesterday. I mean, they set it all up. They did everything. I, when I got there, it was already ready. And, and I mean, I, I worked with them and talked with them on the phone and stuff, but they did it all. And really what this is a picture of, all the tables are ready, all the stickers are ready, all the Bibles are out, everything. People in the congregation just walk into something that's been pre-prepared. I hope that registers. The Holy Spirit goes ahead of you and you sit down and you just follow him. And he does everything. 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 He gives you courage. He gives you strength. He gives you beauty. He gives you passion. He gives you tenor. He gives you ability to not rest. I mean, honestly, I say this and I, and I don't want you to think anything different of me. Because it's the Holy Spirit. I see in the Bible where Jesus didn't sleep. I know that's inside of me because he's inside of me. So for about 10 years, I skipped sleep twice a week to accomplish his will. I wouldn't want to do anything else. I work nights, so it's easy to morph into a day and just skip it. It's all good. And I'm not saying anything like, don't be impressed with me. Look at how weak I am. Be impressed with with what the Holy Spirit does. It's because he's put that passion inside of me. Right. So wherever they're they are going. So click on the next one here. So that's 16,000 Bibles there. This is my friend Rick Bradley's warehouse. (laughs) That's like 43,000 Bibles two two months ago. Go ahead and click the next one. Completely taking over his warehouse. (laughs) But God provides all that. I don't got money for a warehouse. I don't got money for all that stuff. I don't care. But the moment I have a need, God provides something. I don't stress out about all this stuff. I just do it. And I'm, I'm literally one month away from the ministry stopping. And I don't, he doesn't need me. I get to. It's part of, it's, 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 it's the most beautiful thing on the planet. And that's my biggest stress is, Lord, did I hear you right? Right? So I just ordered, so we just did 16,000 yesterday. I just ordered the 19,500 a day for a sticker party in, in our, our home church. Thank you, Magnolia Bible Church, on the 12th. And the, I mean, the, the, the border is wide open. We'll talk about that in a minute. Go ahead and click. So there's another one there. So, anyways, so we keep, kept on moving in this, and it just kept getting bigger and bigger. Uh, click on that one screen. I want to just want to encourage everybody here. And I've done this before a few times. I did this here on Saturday and I did this last fall, but it's just so bloody encouraging, man. I mean, it's crazy. So as you can tell, I do not know what I am doing. You can see this, right? Okay. You can see inability. You can see availability, but inability. And I'm, I even, they even had to put me on this because I can't be still, right? I'm just kind of OCD. God wired me that way. So you see right there on this would before going into COVID, you see that where it says a dude gave me a buck. Right. So I what I do all the time is I go to Bank of America, Bank of America back then when I didn't have a mobile app, check, you know, check my balance, see how much money I have is and go run to Sam's Club and pay it down and charge more. That's kind of pretty much how it works. So remember that buck. So next next slide. Okay, that was 2019. This is nothing compared to what it is now. I mean, it's blowing up. So you can see the the different amounts, you know, 14,000. Those are my monthly bills, right? I've never asked for a penny, and I don't ask anybody for anything. I don't call Joe on his phone and say, hey, man, pray for me. It's a rough month. Don't know if I'm going to make it. No. 
I'm asking for her money in a backwards way, and I'd rather be done with the ministry and know that I'm, that I'm not in his will than, than to build a business. I don't care. So look at all those. They're all kind of radically different. Click the next one. So my daughter and I are doing the year-end stuff, and I hate that, but I like it because it's part of what we're doing. You know, everyone's returns and, 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 and stuff. And so go look. Check out the top. 196,761 was the total donations for 2019. We had a carryover from 2018 on the 31st. We got a bumper crop of 12,203,65. Total income, 208,964,65. Look at all the costs. You think they're a little different with the change and everything else. Look at the total expenses on the bottom. My, my daughter goes, how long did it take you to do that, Dad? And I'm like, what? I'm sitting here doing paperwork and doing this and doing that. She goes, how long did it take you to do do that, Dad? I said, what? And she goes, to the penny, Dad? Really? (laughs) And, And so that is the Holy Spirit. And he spoke to my heart because I didn't know COVID was coming. He spoke to my heart and said, I know exactly what you need. So COVID, most of the year, we did 110,000 Bibles out of our house. People came and grabbed 18 cases of pop, 2,000 for English, 2,000 stickers for English, 2,500 for Spanish. And my house was a depot, 40 to 50 people a month just running in and running out, ministries in and out, in and out, in and out, because he equips you to do those things while I'm working 55 hours a week at UPS. He, He continually amazes me. And how he lines them up. You are able to do those things. Finances are nothing to him. He is never in a recession. He doesn't care about inflation. And he's got a bank account that's just unbelievable, man. And, and again, if it doesn't meet it, I'm okay. I mean, two months ago, the bill was over $59,000 in one month. I looked at my wife and I laughed and I said, wow. And she, and I mean, as Joe said, being a pastor is a long, lonely place. I don't even let her know what's going on. I'll sit there and it's a lonely place, man. You're like, okay, God, are you going to do this or not? But that's where character is worked out. Be very careful, gentlemen, in someone having a ministry idea and sending donor letters out. Just be careful with that junk. Be careful. Because... The infant steps of the ministry are what I went through for six, seven years. We were, we were in ministry before we were in ministry. Jesus was, Holy Spirit was enabling me and equipping me to do the, these things all the time. One step of faith at a time. Building character inside of you instead of being dependent. I don't even care about, I mean, I care about donors, believe me, because I, I thank them every time for being led by the Holy Spirit to, to, to respond. But I don't have time to even think about reaching out to people. I don't care. He doesn't need me, right? So we kept on rolling with this. We're involved with rescued sex traffic kids and all kind of things. And so the Lord this morning just kind of changed pace on me a little bit like he always does. It's so annoying because I work so hard. And then, it, and then I'm like, Lord... I mean, it's beautiful, but I am just already, I mean, I'm nauseous for coming here. I'm going like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be coming here. No, my Lord. And then he, then he wake up. And I'm like, okay. So I'm going to read kind of what he shared with me for you. 
Okay, and, and oh, and keep going over here, one more thing. We do, Bibles are going everywhere. Right now, the, the border is wide open, right? And there's tons of Haitians on the border, so we're just buying tons of Haitian Bibles. That is a woman, the, 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 the one before, that's the first Bible she's ever had from Haiti, and is just so excited about it. These are pictures here, the next one here. That's going to be inside of Mexico. Go ahead and click the next one. That's on the border right there. That is is the border right there. Vern Stoltfus. Vern, would you stand up, Vern? Oh, he's not going to stand. Oh, man. Vern, Vern has a... Come on, Vern, stand up. Come on. Vern, yeah. <laughs> Vern and Chris and everybody. But Vern has a trucking company. He talked with me a year and a half ago before Biden came in and said, if you ever need, you know, trucking. And I didn't even know he was a pastor when he took me out to lunch until right before Austin told me he was. And then he said, you ever need trucking? And at that time I didn't know. And then God gave me a vision of a prophetic one of what was going to happen on the border. And he told me to do 100,000 Bibles. I'd heard it clearly. And again, if you're thinking, okay, this guy's hearing from God. Well, look at Luke 14. The servant that was to tell everybody about the, uh, uh, about the wedding feast was in constant communication with his master. Constantly. Constantly in hearing him. And, his, and if you notice, his territory expanded. It went from, from right around his house to the streets and, the, and then always to the highways and the byways and around. It's a beautiful picture. Because when you're done with something or when you're doing something and he's telling you to do it, you do it, he's going to open the door again. It's just that it's not that complicated. If a dumb trucker can figure that out, it's just not that complicated. I go to work and get a dispatch every day, right? I have to obey that. I don't have to raise support to buy a semi to work for UPS. I hope that registers, but I, they provide me all the equipment I need, right? Every day. So that's the border. If you watch Fox News too much... You'll be a hater. Vern Stoltfus has trucked from our home or from my warehouse there, from Chris Alexander, has a warehouse and a scale and all the stuff I need to do, all the palletizing and everything else. Vern has trucked 130,000 Bibles in the last 13 months. People are getting saved by the thousands. By the thousands, man. I mean... See, Spanish people are easy, man, because they're already in their culture. They, they hate abortion and they don't want to be bugged by government and taxation. And we're not trying to make them Republicans. We're just trying to save them. Right. And, and, and Jesus is not an American. Right. He's not a Republican. He's not a Democrat. And he has no borders. And I'm not saying as an American, I get it. I understand. But the, here's the whole truth of the matter. Do not keep your eyes on the vertical, man. Keep your, don't, don't let the, the news is deception. Vertical is not. Listen to what the Holy Spirit, be aware, there's no doubt, but don't dwell. Don't make it to where it parallelizes you and depresses you and moves you. Lord is allowing all of this. I hope you know to turn up the soil as awful as what Wes is talking about. God allows it for people to be born again. All day long. And I would not want to be in those shoes. And I would not want to do what Wes did, does. And, and I just admire and honor him a, a, a ton. 
But he's right. It's the gospel that's going to change things. And it's going to change here in this country. So the Lord showed me these things. And it says, when you teach your flock, encourage them to the fact that Jesus will meet them at the point of obedience. Just don't drive them out. Have them led. And the point of obedience is where his spirit comes upon them, his spirit of approval and pleasure. That's what's addicting. The Holy Spirit's going to lead them and guide them. Holy Spirit led means Holy Spirit fed a thousand percent. Holy Spirit led means Holy Spirit fed a thousand percent. When people are led by the Holy Spirit and walk in the direction of God is calling them to do, their final destination is the Holy Spirit waiting on them, armed with things to flow through them. And then you sit at the end of the day and go, I can't believe that just happened. It's just crazy. I'll be chunking crowns at his feet forevermore. That's all I want to do because he does it all. He does every single aspect of it. Everything. So what is the greatest commandment? Right? There's two, right? To, to, to love, love the Lord, with, with Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. When you obey the Holy Spirit to its completion and keep following by his Holy Spirit, empowering you with the baptism of the Holy Spirit and everything, you accomplish both of them in the same Because you're honoring, you're loving the Holy Spirit with all your heart, soul, and mind by obeying Him without your will being, being, you're you're making His will your will. And when you make His will your will, the final destination of whatever you're doing is always agape love. Every single time. Every single time. So with all of that, all of that means to me, is that you guys have amazing opportunities. You have been given pulpits. You have been, been, been given a flock. You have people that are incredibly weak like me. And I want you to understand one thing really, 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 really clear. I'm going to read this, this passage to you if I can find it. My brain is really small and I'm scatterbrained. I'm so sorry. Um, but <laughs> Sorry. Oops. Anyways. Um, for you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Don't think in your church that it's the smartest people you want to use. You can. I'm not saying that. But have your eyes open to the Holy Spirit. Let Him do that. We have a unity in our ministry so great because I can't do anything. So when God brings somebody, he brings them all the time and they think, this would be really cool if you did this. I'm like, do it. Then when they do it, they're part of the one accordness and they're so joyful about doing it. People are shocked at what goes on. Absolutely shocked. We don't want to overmanage and overmanipulate. We let the Holy Spirit do it. And then they, they chunk crowns at his feet and they get a part of it and they get this whole thing. It's just leadership is obeying the Holy Spirit and letting him do all that stuff. He does it all. So, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Leading people to the Lord by stuttering, having me come up here. I hope you understand. I can't pull this off without him being here. I can't do it. I would not be able to communicate clearly to be able to do it. When I get down off of here, I'll stutter again. How about that? But that's okay. I'm, I'm really okay with that. He made me broke. You have a whole congregations that are made broke for a reason, to glorify his name. 
right? I mean, I met a guy yesterday at Chester Springs, beautiful church. Like I said, Pastor Chris, amazing man. Um, that was in a wheelchair. And he said, I've been in a wheelchair since 99. My first day I opened up a business. He goes, I, I fell out of a tree and broke my back. Because I've led more people to Christ through this wheelchair than I ever would have been walking up and down straightway. Because I was talking about strength through weakness. And that is exactly it. So I, I, I challenge you in the name of Jesus that when agape love, when the powerful love flows through weakness, tenderness is magnified. You have a whole group of people that are weak. We're all weak when you really think about it. Even the very smart of us, everything is given to us from above. So the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, being spirit-filled, being led. But again, I'm telling you, as Wes said, it's being in his word every day. It's spirit and truth. And I have a little guide in the back on my table back there. It's just a simple daily application guide. But it just starts off with, turn off your stupid iPhone in the morning. Get with God alone. Those, Proverbs 8 to 17 says, I love those who love me and those who seek me early shall find me. You ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. How many in this room, before you open up God's word, are you coming to it for doctrine? You come into it for your exercise or you come into it because the word was made flesh and is waiting for you there. And are you are you asking the, the, the Holy Spirit to teach you his word? John 14, 26. Holy Spirit was given to teach you and to empower you. Are you asking the, the Holy Spirit to teach you and then then? I'll line up your day. And then he even says, I'll bring things to remembrance. You know how you're, you're witnessing and stuff is just popping. It's because you spent time with him. But you got to spend time with him in his word. You got to teach that. You got to teach the, the benefit of the power of the Holy Spirit. Not in a kooky way. I don't even teach any gift at all. We all got some. I teach those gifts follow you. As you're doing the, the, uh, those things, I'm really easy because I'm a pack. I was a package car driver. Somebody would order something; it would come from somewhere else. I was the deliverer. I would hold it in my hand and I would give it away. I hope that's clear. Dunamis, it's gifts. As I am witnessing, I don't know what gift is coming. Like I didn't know what packages were on my truck, but I delivered them. It could be a word of knowledge. It could be anything. I, I tell this story a lot, and I want to tell you. But I know everyone in here. Because it meant so much to me. It just, it just blew me away. But we pray for our prodigals. We pray for the lost. We pray for people, right? All the time. And then God will bring people across your path. And, and one, you know, I'd carry Bibles with me everywhere I go. It was 3, three o'clock in the morning because I work nights in, in, a, in Texarkana in a pretty lousy place. Believe me, wherever UPS goes at night or wherever their hubs are, it's crappy. It's awful parts of town. It's really fun. So the fields are really white to harvest everywhere you go. So it's always good. So I, I walk up and I would just go to the shell station, have to use the restroom every night, put a Bible on whoever I come across. Doesn't matter, get in the Bible and I'm going to talk to him about Jesus. I don't care, right? So came up and, and we walked up and I walked up to the door, had my hand on the door and this girl comes out, out and you could tell she's been partying. And what the best thing about doing this stuff is it reminds you of where you came from all day long. And I'm careful, too. I'm not going to witness to girls or anything. And I like that alone or anything. But, you know, the light was on. The clerk was there. Had the door here. She was holding. She was just parked right there. She was very, you know, not dressed well. And opens the, the, the door. Word of knowledge, you know. Ma'am, is it your birthday today? And she froze. She looks around. 
and goes, it is my birthday today. And I handed her a Bible and she just broke. My daddy's a pastor and has been praying for me. She's sobbing, absolutely sobbing. I got mascara all over my shirt. She's shaking, crying. She immediately covers up, you know, and is just ashamed. But what, what I felt was the weight of the prayers of the saints for this girl. That, that, the, that there had been a foundation laid in here, and I better not lay any junk. It was so heavy. So she got done, and I just put my hands on her shoulder, and I just said, go sin no more. I don't have to teach you a sermon. Let's rededicate our heart right now and our life. Go sin no more. Stop. You know what's wrong. And go away. How long did that take me? <sighs> Three minutes. I never saw her again. I don't care. I didn't exchange numbers. That's for dang sure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, anyways. Um, but that's what your life is. Would my faith be increased or decreased? Did my faith increase or decrease? Increased, right? That's what you can encourage your folks. In. And again, they're going to get den- you know, den- uh, denied. I probably lead 40 to 60 people a year. Just doing what I do on my own, not out, outreaches or anything. Because you are an outreach. Don't just have it as an outreach. You are one. Every day when you fill up, you are one. When you don't, you're not. Or you're a witness one way or, 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 or the other. That's for sure. So I close with this. And I, and I just ask you, you know, don't build a business. Teach your folks that. His pleasure is upon them at obedience, by led by the Holy Spirit. Don't be worried about what I should do. Wait on the Lord. Be ready to give the gospel. Ask the Holy Spirit to teach you and to lead you and to guide you and to fill you and to dwell you. And, and it'll produce beautiful things. So, Father, I just uh, ask, Lord, that these, your Spirit would pour upon this room. And Lord, that you would be the one to equip them, that you'd guide them to your word and that you teach them by your spirit and that you empower them by their, by their leading. And when doors open up wide, Lord, we run through them as quick as we can, knowing it's probably going to shut. But we do it with radical obedience, with radical faith, knowing we've heard and run through and watch as we run. Your nail-pierced hands are going to be below every footstep we have by your power. We just thank you for this opportunity, Lord. Magnify your name through your name. Glorify them as they glorify you, Father, through their congregations. Let them let that stick in your brain, Father, in their brains. That every day is a day to get glory from you. And, and every day is a day that, yep, you're going to clean out junk all the time. But, Father, I just pray for your Holy Spirit to fall afresh on this place. And I'm probably spoken too long, and I don't even know. And I don't. I'm so sorry, Joe, if I have. So, Lord, bless this whole place in Jesus' name. Amen.